we better start. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Freaking Timers podcast show where we discuss all things Manchester United, the good, the bad, and the ugly, news and reports that come in and around the football club. With me, I have Chino. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. How are everyone doing? Oh, uh, well, bro. Well, uh, I have Lee. How you doing, man? What's happening, fellas? Hey, nothing much, nothing much. How are you, Christopher? <laughs> Chino, Thanks. Brush, what's happening? Thanks. And then the last but not least, we have Brush, who's our guest, man. Thank you for coming. How are you doing, bro? Not too bad. Thank you for having me, guys. Hey, thank you for coming, man. Thank you for coming. But yeah, in this show, we're going to be discussing about the last four results for Manchester United. The, we're going to be discussing the performances. We're going to be discussing the Wofford game, which we recently just drew 0-0. We're going to be also discussing about the players as there's an issue between the Manchester United dressing room. And then we're going to be talking about Manchester United's top, uh, top four races and the Champions League, if we're going to trophy or not. So, yeah, guys, 0-0, Watford. Uh, there was changes made, right? They dropped Harry Maguire, dropped Marcus Rashford, and the performance itself was a bit frustrating, and we came up short. I just want to say oh, you guys are going to do most of the talking of the performance, and you guys come into the last uh, four performances as well in the Champions League. Uh, so let's start off with Chino, man. What did you make of those performances recently? Uh, is the same old, same old, or what do you think is going wrong as per usual? Um, what's going wrong? I don't even, bro, I cannot tell you what's going wrong. Yeah. Ralph, I can see what Ralph is doing. I see the tactics is definitely different from Ali. Hmm. At the back, with tightening stuff up, with I don't think anyone put more than two passes. Definitely, most of our games been the one we lost to Wolves was one love. Then he lost another one love. It's no none of the games we get in a lot of goals put past us. We're creating way more chances than we did under Ali, but we're not scoring the goals. So I cannot tell you what the problem is. Are hmm. The solution to the problem, Bruno not hitting shots he normally hit. Um, Ronaldo, I don't even know, man. Ronaldo, Ronaldo's finished. Ronaldo's <laughs> finished. So, man. yeah, we, yeah, I, I can't tell you what's going on up front, bro, but the tactics is there. Like, we can, I could see what's going like, what, what Ralph is trying to implement the style of play. It's just finishing the chances. No one finishing chances. Yeah. That is I, some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen. This offensive yeah, I, inequity. Like, it, it's just – I we thought that the defensive problem we used to have was bad where we – like, we could kind of put our finger on what it was. Uh, mm. You know, like, no support from, uh, like, the defensive middle we need. The midfielder, like, the holder, whatever. You know, however you want to term it. We needed that, and that was part of the reason why we were just leaking goals like a sieve. Now all of a sudden, and I remember saying on a past podcast, "Oh, it's a good thing we have no problem scoring goals if we can get the defense in order." And everything I say, only the negative stuff comes true. <laughs> yeah, so kind of hard to man. watch, man. I agree. It's, it's crazy, bro. It's like we fix one thing, and then something else is broken. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, like Chino touched on, you can see the improvements in the general style of play uh, at the creating of chances, but, you know, you don't get anywhere if you don't put them away. And oh, we've been punished time and time again this season for not putting our chances away. Yeah, I agree, guys. And, uh, Bryce, come, to come back onto you on that, how much would you really blame Ralph in a certain aspect? Because we see that he's making changes in personnel, he's making big calls, changing formations. He's trying to experiment certain things with players. But our players, should players take more responsibility of the performances that they're putting in? What do you think? Yeah, no, it's, it's most certainly down to the personnel now, um, you know, you can see the changes that Ralph's making. A lot of the times, you know, you can see it implemented and the, cha- the differences on field. But, you know, it comes down to the personnel, bro. There's a lot of chances, guilt-edge chances that we should not be missing. And there's no excuse for that. Mm-hmm. And the players have to take accountability for that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also, you know, it's clear to see that some of these players need to be moved on as well. But, you know, we're mm-hmm. in a weird predicament where we can't do anything till the summertime. Mm-hmm. Lee, tough, do you think to watch? Lee, uh, do you think the players, some of the players out there, have bound tools? And it's fine; you can nitpick who they are and just discuss it. But do you think they just either bound tools because they kind of realize that their game has been fined out, or maybe their heart is not in it? What do you think? I mean, we are talking about professionals. Uh, certain members of the team have had certain measures of success. I mean, not necessarily championships and all that, but some of them, like Rashford has been a high-level uh, scorer. Bruno is, it, it just, I, I wouldn't say that I've, I think guys, I, I, I think some of them are just snake bit. They've got gremlins on the decks. Like they just, their heads are gone. Yeah. I just, you know, you can see Ronaldo, like he's walking up to the goalpost and leaning on the goalpost like he's crying on a woman's shoulder. And I'm the biggest Ronaldo guy there is. It just mm. kind of feels like some of these guys just need to slot a few and then we're good and we can get out over the top because they're not allowing any goals. It's, it's almost like a mental block, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. You're correct. We were talking briefly before the show and uh, that, that would appear that's what's going on. You know, like when you're, you know, anything you do, like you, when you try so hard uh, that it breaks your concentration or the effort that you're putting into something like these guys are just gripping at it so hard that it's, it's blowing up in their face. You know, yep. you know, yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say that. That's what it is. That's and what the it longer the goal doesn't come, the more the pressure builds, the more mm-hmm. they panic. Yeah. And they're trying harder. Ronaldo's goal versus it was versus Brighton where he yeah. skipped across the top of the box and just pinged it. That was beautiful, and I was like, you know what? That's him getting off the schneid. The monkey's off his back. Here he is, because it's a real goal. It wasn't a poached goal. You know, it wasn't a header or anything like that. It was. That's pure, what I was happiest about. Was class. I was so happy it wasn't a tapping goal. Mm-hmm. And then I, you figure, you know, once he gets going. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. he'll be back. Yeah. You know, when well, you watch for Fernandes and like Bruno, and you notice that he, sure he. He drives me nuts, the long balls and sometimes the wasted balls. But then he does something like the one-touch deal he did uh, for Alanga's goal versus the Athleti. Like, that's beautiful stuff. If he's worth that, you know, and, and there was that cross that he took and he, he, he shanked it the uh, left. I can't remember who put the cross. It might have been Tellez or mm-hmm. um, who was on the left. Anyways. 
he come he comes studs high about shoulder height you know coming across it was all open net it was a simple just kind of guided in and he shanked it and he's pounding the the pitch in 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 frustration and one of that this is one of the most infuriating things about bruno is that he's got no composure mentally when things no. go south his head drops immediately he throws tantrums off. Oh. He starts taking the wildest shots from wherever he's standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chino, I want to get your input on this because I remember the last podcast you were discussing about Ronaldo specifically. Uh, I know you did say it was probably best for us to move him on in the summer, but do you think Ronaldo himself should take responsibility? Because we see interviews that he's been pulling out. If you were to ask me the first half of the season, I, I say he was our best player. But now I feel like he's probably one of the problems of us not scoring goals. What do you think of Ronaldo, even Bruna as well? Those two particularly, Chino. Give us your input on those two. Well, well, when you when you have in Ronaldo coming deep like Martial used to, and then can't get back can't get back. Like I said, with Martial, it's the same problem. He can't get back in the box. And when he do get back in the box, Rashford already done take a wasteful pass or he lost the ball or Luke Shaw cut it back and start going backwards. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you just, you, like your mood just changed. Imagine Ronaldo come short, right? Top the ball to a midfielder. Spin, start running back into the box. Luke Shaw get it out wide. Set a Luke Shaw just whip it in. He stopped, do what he do. Look like he smelled Burger King behind him. Turn around, pass it all the way back to Ari Maguire. Come on now, that's gonna kill your vibe. Like anybody, like, and that's the constant thing with Man United. And like, let's bring in our biggest rival, Liverpool. When Trent and Robinson get in, get it out there, they're not looking to go back to Van Dyke. It doesn't matter if no one's in the box. You better get in the box and try to get on it because they're just going to whip it in there. Neither of those players have any problem skying the cross. Like if you get so far to the, to the end line there, to the goal line, they'll sky it all the way across so they can reset it. And yeah, Luke Shaw can cross. I don't think he used to be able to. Juan Bissaka can cross. Um, Tell Dalo, is adventurous Dalo, with it. Yeah, Dalo tries sometimes. The the thing is, the thing is with Ronaldo, like I said on the last podcast I was on, if you check his record, right? Most of his goals over the past three years at Juventus and, and um Portugal, more than 50% was off his head. Mm-hmm. Using more than 50%. Was yeah, listen, yeah if, listen, if, this is the problem. And I keep saying this uh, as well. You know, when we signed him, you need to know what it is that you're purchasing. Um, it's all good and well blaming Ronaldo for his lack of overall game, but you need to understand the player Ronaldo is now. He's a very limited player. Yeah, uh, All he is is a finisher. He doesn't offer much else. I compared this Ronaldo more to like a Filippo Inzaghi of the past. Um, and, you know, now we've got this man in there. And if you don't play to his strengths, which are very few, then you get absolutely nothing in return out of him. And that's what we're finding out now. Mm. So I don't have too much smoke for Ronaldo per se. I think you just need to understand what it is that you have. 
And mm. either you play to his strengths or you drop him. That's the only two things you can do. Yep. And you know. I, we, sorry, we wouldn't even be having a conversation if he could just get one here and there. And mm. so what he's got in his last 10, he has that goal at Brighton and that's it. Mm. Or versus and, Brighton, excuse me. And there's been also like more than a handful of chances in the last few games. Mm. No, I, are there we, are definitely are we, one or two that could have gone the other way as well that could just as easily have been goals. Oh, that that's what missing. I meant. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. If, I, if I was uh, hard to uh, understand. And also, like, Bruno, same thing. Mm. You know, like, tough to uh, There was one chance uh, from the Watford game that I saw back, bro, where if, if Bruno just looks up instead of taking the shot at Foster, if he looks up, he will see that Ronaldo is free. And it's a tapping goal if he just makes that pass. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that game's over right there. And that oh, game's over. Yeah. That game would have been over. On from yeah. Because... All we've got to do is get one. I'm, uh, that's in many games. And, for, you know, for things like that, you know, that comes down to the players. This, I hope they be, they'll be watching that back as well and being like, listen, look, this is what you need to do. Like, when you're in that situation, look around you. Be aware of your surroundings. Mm. I agree, guys. I agree. Uh, Chino, Brush, and Lee, I- I'll ask you guys this. Would you guys uh, – we'll start off with Chino. Would you drop Bruno and Ronaldo for the next game against Manchester City? If so, who would you bring in? Gino. No, I wouldn't drop Bruno. Um, Ronaldo can't. You can't drop him, bro. You just like bro say, you have to play to his strength. We're not playing to his strength. Ronaldo coming short, like Ronaldo coming short. That's not his strength. You're asking him to do too much you need to give him service you need to put it on a plate yeah exactly you it's like a kid like it's like ronaldo now this ronaldo now is like a kid needed it's like his training wheels (laughs) yeah that's that's what he need like just put it don't don't kick the ball over his head rashford and, and luke shaw playing football tennis going all the way over his head back he's gonna get frustrated and the, mm-hmm. the first chance you create for him, make it one of those good chances. So when it's him missing it, his head doesn't drop. He get that fire in his belly now to know he's going to put his next chance away. But when he's having to fight hard to put a chance away, that takes a lot of energy out of him. But I wouldn't drop Ronaldo because who are we going to drop Ronaldo for? Mr. Holiday? Yeah, <laughs> I got a groin injury again. I don't yeah, know. This, this, this is the problem, bro. This is the problem with our squad. We can't really drop any of the fast eleven because yeah, who comes in to replace them? Yeah, exactly. Can't drop. You can't and drop and, Fernandez unless you change the whole formation. In what you go go Rashford and we go Rashford and Sancho up there and just pack the midfield with a Pogba, bit like what Bruno, we did against Chelsea. Fred. Yeah, Pogba, Bruno, Fred, and Scott. Like just pack the midfield up. Pogba, Bruno, Fred, and Scott, and then go Rashford and Sancho up front, and whatever they say, what what would they say? Inshallah, I think like just pray <laughs> that something happens. <laughs> I don't, bro. I did like I'm telling you, bro. I lost like all passion, like dissecting Manchester United, thinking about them. It's just not there no more. Like I'm just hurt. I'm hurting. I reached that point, Chino, this at, right after the game. I was watching the players clap to the to the fans and thank them for coming. 
And I was like, and normally right after the match, I want to get on. I want to see what, you know, everybody on, on all the YouTubers are saying in their little match things and getting in the chat. And I was like, I'm watching them and I'm like, well, I've been hoping since halftime that they were going to slot one and we could go on and I don't have to deal with this shit anymore. And then even when they were clapping to the players, I was like, I, I, I think they broke me on this one. Bro, they like where I wasn't so much is what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like when they when they fucked up on a Friday night, mm-hmm. early Saturday morning, or whatever it was for us. Like it just kind of uh, that middle was a game. Weekend. I'm still scratching oh. my head as to how we lost that game. Yeah, yeah, bro, bro, <laughs> bro. I'm telling you, and that's why I feel like that's why I've been giving. Like I don't blame Ilanga. But he was the one that sky his penalty away. So come on, probably that's why I've been giving him so much. He should never have gone to penalties anyway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I know. That, I know that's why I don't completely blame him. But yeah. if, if it goes to penalty, come on, you still got to put it away. Yeah, you still, you still got to put. Let somebody. I, I, I told you, Gina. I could tell by his walk up. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you called him. His body language was all of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, but with like that me language, playing my son on FIFA or something when it comes to kicks, he won't tell me how to do it, so I get smoked every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the what worst the- thing about Watford as well is that just a couple of days before, we saw Palace put four past them. Yeah, you know th- this is a terrible side defensively, and to not be able to break them down, there's yeah. no excuses. Yeah, this is, and that's the point. Like that's the point where I'm at. Like that's why KG was like. Well, you bench, you know, man, don't go because I don't have the energy to talk about <laughs> anymore. Bro, it's because, it's because it's Chris. That's why I do this podcast, you know. And for the guys, just because I know a lot of the people want to hear my views, but Man United sick me. Like, I'm, I'm so sick every time I talk about them. Like, I'm over it. I'm just over it. Bro, bro literally after games, bro, I have to go to TikTok to find a way out, bro. <laughs> to get some type of peace. Like, Watching laughing. dog videos. Uh, it's, like, bro, oh, this it's dog's happy to get dinner. Let's watch this because it'll bring me out of this fucking bro, doldrums bro. I'm in. Right at, right at the death of the game, I almost had a heart attack oh, when, when Sar took that shot. <laughs> <laughs> I would have... Bro, I had that with Griezmann took that shot on Atletico, bro. My heart was yep, like, oh, yep. shit. Yeah, when no. he hits the bar, it's a different story if that goes in. Yeah, man. But with Alango, though, too, Alango should have scored that chance in, in Walford. But we know we should not be relying on a 19-year-old kid to save us, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly, bro. So, like, yeah. And, and Chris, on that point as well, already, because I've seen it, because, you know, because the media hype and how social media is, People are already making comparisons, uh, you know, with Ilanga going, oh, he's the next Rashford. Oh, you know, let's compare him to Bukayo Saka. No, let's not do none of that. Yeah, man. Let, he's let, a limited let's player. Let him play. He's a young player. Just accept him for what he is and hope that he develops. We want to hope, yeah. it, well, you want to hope he evolves because what happens is this new young man is fast. He cuts, mm. he gets there, he can shoot, he can do all this, he can do, do all that. No one knows his tendencies. You take a couple seasons to find out who he is, and then they'll yeah. just take care and of him. And also, this is the other thing, bro. Like, having watched him a couple of times now, like, you know, he obviously does the simple things well, but in terms of ceiling, I can't really gauge it. I don't think it's that high. I could be wrong. I hope I am. Like, for me, I think Ahmad is probably the more talented of the two kids. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Bro, mm-hmm. Ahmad is sicker than most of our first team. I think Ahmed is sicker than Sancho. I'm going to just say, like, Ahmed is sick, bro. Technically, he is mad sick, bro. If you gave him the platform that Sancho had at Dortmund, bro, 
if mm. you know when United bought him, if he had went to Dortmund instead, and and then they would have sold a Sancho that here, and he would have been got in that squad and implemented himself in there, the world would have seen, bro. That kid, he can play. And I've watched a few, um, a few games. I think like three or four of mm. Ahmad when they um when he was playing in the under twenty threes with Annabelle, and they were on yeah. the right hand side. Oh my God, it's the best link up I've seen, bro. It was, bro. Uh, trust me, bro. When them two come through and is in the senior squad and they're playing on the right, you'll see what I'm talking about, bro. And this, yeah, and the thing is, we're gonna have to wait, but you know, in the summer, depending on a whole bunch of other things on who comes uh, manager wise, who comes in and that. But oh man, that's a big. You know, with the continuing problems with number eleven. It's very likely that Ahmad will have a place in the squad and maybe a chance at that right wing position. Yeah, he needs to man. They need to man. And and another thing I don't like about Man United is that's why we've been so shit. They don't like height, like shorter guys. Man United like going for these giants and playing these giants. They don't know about bro. We've short. had such a scattergun approach in the market. None of it makes sense. It's just yeah. all square pegs and round holes, you know. Yeah, yeah, and overpaying too. Yeah, that oh, you get in a position yeah. to start players, putting them on big wages, or then getting... pricing them out of moves, and they just sit there and run their contracts down. Yeah, or getting tricked by Man City, man. Because like, look, look at this. Look at the, the Kanate guy, bro. How, how, bro? Look at Fabinho before Kanate. All the the players that the fans are screaming for, they don't sign them. But the ones that Man City said they're going to sign, Man United go overpay and get those play, and then it turned out to be shit. But the, the players, fans, been screaming out for, like, Kanate, Upamecano, um, who else? Who else would miss out? Fabinho. Mm-hmm. Tillemans. Yeah. Tillemans. Oh, Tillemans. Tillemans. Oh, my. Yeah. Bro, Tillemans. Wait, bro. <laughs> His my name man comes told up his agent, bro, do not answer Leicester call. Let's wait for Man United. Bro, mm-hmm. and he was waiting for like two months, bro. He literally signed it, the thing at the end, like the dying end. Listen, we're, I'm going to yeah. need a whole 10-minute segment if we want to get into the failures. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, even, hey, we could even go, I hate to say it, Antonio Conte, man. He was twerking for this job, bro. And... You know, he was free, uh, you know, no job. He left Inter and then Manchester had never gone for him, bro. So we missed the ball on so many things. I think, but I think Conte, Conte shot himself in the forward Man United. They're not going to, we want him. Obviously, see what he's doing at Spurs, calling out it. Of course, the fans want that because we want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But they're gonna stay as far as they can from a guy like that, bro. He's literally calling out his bosses in every and the players in every interview he's been doing lately. Like, oh, he went, he is telling it as week. it is. Fact. And then he comes up the next day. And... Sorry, brush. Go ahead. Oh, so, sorry, Lee. Go on. What um, you saying? Yeah, Conte was out. I don't know if I, I don't quote me because this isn't a direct quote, but basically the, <laughs> the extent of what he said was, uh, I don't, I never signed here for these players. They didn't get. Be the players I wanted. It's mm, a mm-hmm. quick synopsis, and then the next day he comes out. He goes, "Well, English is my second language, so I think you misunderstood me. I think he's passionate. <laughs> he needs to shut the fuck up." And there's only two year window on anywhere that he goes, anyways. But how long yeah. do you want a manager for? Like, what? 
Yeah. What, I'm not going to lie. Like initially, when the Conte rumors were circulating, I wasn't sold on him. Um, only because, you know, I, I'm I'm not sure that we have the right structure to accommodate him. Well, I mean, I don't think we have the right structure to accommodate anyone. If I'm being really honest. <laughs> But, you know, until we get that right, it doesn't matter who the manager is. And a manager like Conte, you need to give him tools that he wants and needs. Yeah, he only wants what he wants. The thing is, yeah, because I I, I saw it going the same way as with Jose. Because, you know, if you sign up to a Jose Mourinho, you need to understand what it is that you're getting. He's the emperor. Uh, You got to listen to him. Yeah. And then if you get him, you have to back him. If you don't back him, there's no point in getting Jose Mourinho. It's over before it starts with a guy like that. Yeah, you're yeah. only and this, is, and this only is the happy thing, there unless he's winning an overwhelming energy. Exactly. And this is the thing you need to weigh up the pros and cons and make these decisions first before you just jump ahead and then you know, uh, mess around like Woodward did. Because uh, yeah. with Jose, if you ask anyone, they'll tell you what Jose is about. You know, he spends on average three years at a club, he likes players who are well established and later on into their careers. So, you know, you're not getting any resale value on these players when, when they leave the brand of football is going to be quite boring and dull. But with that, you do get a proven record of success. So these, this, this is what you sign up for. And then if you bring a guy like that in and then you don't back him in the market, then, well, you know, we mm. saw how that played out. Yeah. But when you, thing, it, it, my bad. My bad. Let me mention this two guys as well with Antonio Conte. I felt like he would have been – he will, he will have the opportunity to unlock these type of players like Bruno or Varane or even the players who have been bad for us. I feel like Conte could have done something with these group of players than what Ralph is doing. And I'll ask you guys this. With the coaching, you know how we missed out with, you know, Fabinho, Tillemans and all that. If we will see even get those players, right, and during that time they wanted us on their Oli, would – would, would Man United succeed? Because the coaching, you already know how bad the coaching is at Manchester United. Will Fabinho succeed? Listen, bro. Will Rice succeed? <laughs> L- you know? Listen, bro. O- Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, right, is not qualified to manage Manchester United. He never was. Mm. So no matter how what player you give him, the team would struggle as a whole. Uh, mm. You would have to put like 11 world-class players out there and then, you know, it would be up to them to do their thing for us to get anywhere. Um, Worst manager I've ever seen in my life. At that level. <laughs> like, listen, yeah, yeah if, if you ta- if you can separate Oli the player from the manager, uh, then, you know, that's the best way to break it down. Uh, Ted Lasso, uh, bro. You know, right, Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll go on, brush my bad. Yeah, no, that's all I wanted to say, bro. So a guy like Oli should never have been in that position. Like, I don't even blame him. Like, you know, it's not his fault. He shouldn't have been there. Uh, it's the people that put him in that position that I blame. Just no. good enough to get by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, bro. it's just it's just been one bad decision after a bad decision, you know. And this is what poor planning gets you. This is why structure is important. Mm. Nice. And this is why this summer is integral to us. Like, you know, uh, anybody with a bit of competency will be doing their research now instead of waiting till the summer. Like, if, like for me, you know, out of the big runner, runners for the job at the moment, Ten Hag is probably who I'm favouring. But go mm-hmm. offer the job to Ten Hag now. Announce it next month so that he comes in as soon as the league season's over so that we have something in place. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Instead of instead of waiting until yeah. he, he knows Ajax knows Ajax will give you their blessing. 
Van der Sar will give you the blessing to talk to him. And, you know, Van der Sar... Exactly. Let's backtrack for a second. Brush, brush. Yeah. Let's backtrack for a second. Ajax mm. is kind of mad, mad at us, bro. That Danny <laughs> Van der Beek <laughs> situation. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too, bro. Oh, bro yeah, we have ruined Donny. But I'll tell you what, this, this is what we tell Ajax. Is like, we just got to be like, listen, we're really sorry what's happened, but you know, this is how we can fix Donny is if you give us 10 hours. Exactly. Yep, yep. There you go. Spinning, huh? Because that's what Man United is good at anyways, is spinning the spin right back to the spin yes. spin. Yes. Yep. But yeah, listen, if, if we are competent, yeah, that, that's what we should do. We should make these announcements soon instead of waiting till the summer. With Ed Woodward in the past, it's like he's one of the fans. It's like, you know how we wait on dead for the transfer window to open? It's like that's when he starts negotiating negotiations yeah, and asking questions. Probably. That's too late. You and can negotiate. With that, too late. You can We're getting the manager now. We're getting him now, and him and you know him and Ralph will probably start communicating early. Exactly. That would send a lot. That would thing. send a little kick up a lot of these players. Exactly. Ass. We're already oh, at the end man. of February, going into March. You know, in the next couple of weeks, announce it. Announce that you know. Yeah. Get it done. Get it done. Because it will be home. like. Uh, give Ralph a proper title as well upstairs instead of this stupid consultancy thing where everyone right. just sat around yeah, so speculating what he's going to be doing. Let, my man be his, um, his the, the thing that he's looking for. Um, what's his name? The, the guy we have right now as director of football? John Murto. Let him be the... Because he's looking for some second. Let him be the second. Let him be the understudy to Ralph. Yeah, to Ralph. We talking about you looking for an understudy when you ain't even been. <laughs> yeah. Bean counters a, don't kick soccer how balls. Is a no? rookie, Football. How is a rookie looking for an understudy to teach, bro? What? And this is problematic in itself. For a club of our size, for your director of football to come out and say that he needs help, it already shows that he's not ready for the position. And he just got exactly. the job. He's not saying he's in over <laughs> yeah. his head. Homeboy's been there a month and a half, no? Yeah. Yep. We forgot about that. Part, part, part of the old guard, old guard league. He's been That's there for years. You know, yeah. it's just them lots just playing it's music. just in that position. Yeah. Mm. It's yep. Something important, and, like to, to piggyback off the Ten Hog comment, is if you mm. if you get that in 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 flux now, and you get that that confidence. The, the the supporters have something to believe in but most importantly yeah. a lot of people are going to be like i saw like players i saw what he did at ajax he can help yeah. me with my career no matter what I, bro, young players would, uh, players of a mid-career or players that we could get for a decent price that are a little older that could help mm -hmm. they're going to see that not yeah. it oh, would also have no idea what the fuck's going on it would it right would now. also they're losing to every team so low in the fucking table it, you know, it would also reinvigorate the players, uh, give oh, them absolutely. some hope. They know what's happening, so then it gives them a reason to fight if they want to fight. Uh, you know, but yeah, we don't do any of these things. We're just going to wait around till summer and hope for the best again. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, you have a big, really big problem if you're, if we're in that statement, if we're hoping that the players need another manager to get mm. them to, to, you know, to take some risks and play hard, play harder, or play with their heart or whatever they're not doing. If that comes from like another change in man, like that means that they're not good professionals. So that means that they've got- Do you know what it is though, bro? I think it's, it comes more so from the uncertainty because they know that this guy isn't going to be there past the summer. It's like having a substitute teacher come in- That's a good point. To yeah. cover a lesson when your regular teacher's away. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to kill myself for this guy for six months and then have to kill myself in a different way for someone else. Exactly. However, you're a highly paid professional. Mm. Hey, but another thing too, bro, because that thing happened to me when I was in school. Substitute teacher told my real teacher what, what went down when they were going, and boy, I was in trouble. <laughs> so, hey, remember the substitute have to update the real teacher when the real teacher comes in. So, yeah. you better get your ass in gear, especially yeah, when they're gonna move um, Ralph upstairs and he's gonna be the vice principal. Nah, but, but the thing you is, thought he was Ralph just said, gonna bro. leave, right? See, <laughs> leave. This, is the, this is the other guys. thing, bro. This is the other thing. Just like with us, I reckon the players are going, well, what exactly is a consultancy role? You know, that's yeah. merely advisable. So they're not paying that any attention. Yeah. yeah and they got to be told what time to eat and everything. So, <laughs> but guys, yeah, this also... is why it's important. Discipline is important. Structure is important. You need to set these things out. And I think but... a few of them are not capable of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, think but... that's what we're running into. But yeah, got, the the guys, wage structure needs addressing. Uh, there's so many things. No, I agree, guys. But also, I feel like we gotta get rid of the. There's a whole clear out, even upstairs, because even then, I always wonder what does Darren Fletcher even do in this freaking, you know, director's football role? You know, why I see him in the coaching staff and Ralph Randick speaks to him more than he speaks to his own assistant. So it, the the influence of Ollie is still there in some certain aspects. So the whole clear out needs to be made. No. Yeah, I think it's it's a very weird situation when you have an interim in because then you can't just bring in all of his staff in one go because he's an interim, right? Because mm-hmm. in six months' time, you may have to replace all of that those staff again. So we find ourselves in this weird situation and a weird mix of the old regime and the current interim regime all intermingling. Uh, oh. And the whole thing needs a reset, really. I agree. I agree, guys. Uh, we're going to talk about one more player, and then we're going to move on to the, what you guys' beliefs of top four and then also the Champions League. Marcus Rashford. Uh, we all knew he was a new hot prospect, you know, came through the ranks of Louis van Gaal, has certain good moments, but right now we all see that he's struggling. The, what do you think is going on with Marcus Rashford? His form has been falling off. He has been dropped to the bench a couple times, and when he comes back into the first, starting 11 we see no difference we all know he lacks a little bit of intelligence when it comes to making decisions on the ball but we also we also know he has good qualities lee you said in my last podcast that rasha has that athleticism that make that could push him through in certain games do you think he lost some of that do you think it's just something bigger than football what he's dealing with outside of it as well what do you think of that and then i'll get to you chino I think that's entirely possible. We did uh, uh, brush and yourself and and myself had a a quick conversation before we came on here where it could be something uh, like in his personal life that's uh, causing him issue or, and you know, he's been, how how long has he been with the squad? Over five years now? I mean, he's always been. 2016, I think it was Lee that he made his debut. Right. So, I mean. Oh, Rashford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking yeah. about so right. if, yeah, six, seven if you look at the sample sizes, he was flying pretty high that whole time. Like I can't even ever remember a time when, uh, and, and I don't think there's anybody in this team now uh, except De Gea that hasn't had a, a spotlight where we picked the week and everybody shit on him in the media and the podcasts and YouTube and all that. Everybody's kind of been uh, under siege as far as that's gone. 
Um, I did say that for uh, in another statement that we spoke about before was uh, I'm sad to see this happen to a young man like him because he's a good kid and I can call him a kid because I'm that old. Um, he, he's, uh, I, uh, he plays for England. He's, he's world-class and just to see him kind of, it's a fall from grace and you see him chasing players down when he loses the ball. So the effort's there, but the frustration is there too. Mm. Um, you know, I, I regret the feeling of when uh, they put the subs on on Saturday um, when it was Rashford and uh, Shaw standing there waiting to come on. Um, my heart sank. And yeah. I've never felt that. Mm. When Shaw comes around. And yeah. it just, it's, 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 I don't know how to get the young man off the schneid for lack of a better term. Like I just, He's even he's even scored a few times in the midst of all of having these this elongated issue that's probably gone on for the better part of three months now. And I also remember thinking back when he was injured and didn't start the season, and I was like, "Holy shit! When he comes back, it's on." Like, oh yeah, we had that's going to solve a lot of our problems, and it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, and Gino, so, I mean, that's, uh, that's some good points, Lee. Gino I, and Brush, you you guys know. KG, he loves him. Big up KG, man. That's my dog. Uh, with, with Marcus Rashford, do you guys believe it's time to move him on when it comes to the summer? Chino, let me get your opinion on that. What do you think? Um, bro, she could go. I think it's come to that time where, yeah, that needs to be considered and we need mm. to talk about it seriously. He's 24 years old now. Uh, a lot of the criticisms that we had for him at 21, we still have for him now. So, you know, his decision-making is woeful. Um, and there's certain yeah. things that I just don't see him improving on. Uh, I will say that he's a lot better than what we're currently seeing. Um, but I don't know what is going wrong with him. I think he could probably do with some time out of the limelight. And maybe to speak to the club psychologist, I think they're like Lee touched on. There might be something yeah. that's going on. Well, uh, some he, and that's fair because he's not as bad as this he's better than mm -hmm. what he's currently doing against Atletico Madrid I was like oh it was it was a disaster class oh empty shirt yeah. out there yeah and what's up with the air man like know. just 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 be like just get your little haircut your little you know what's up with all this dying and Putting all this extra, I mean, he's not a, he's not far you know, off, Now so. we sound like old men, bro. Like, that's just what the kids do. You know when listen. things go bad on the field, they always go, oh, why does he get a haircut? Like yeah, a, nah, a haircut takes about Marcus, half an hour, bro. No, nah, me and Marcus Like, he's got the, the rest of the week to train. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's, we're Rashford, though. We're Rashford. I can't tell you what's going on. I think the kid needs a see. He needs more than a psychologist. I think the body is body is that rest they gave him with that shoulder surgery. They thought it was enough, but I think his body needs more. He needs uh, man you know, on that. On that, honestly, in the summer he shouldn't have gone to the Euros. He should have had the surgery. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Oh, yeah, he needs and he needs better advisors too, man. I don't know. 
Because some of his timing of tweets and like Instagram posts is like, bro, I'm not even yeah. sure if he's the one that controls all that. Like, because the PR around it is so big. Yeah, you know, exactly, bro. But the, the mad thing is, it's like something happened with Eleven, right? With the girl thing. And then a few hours the next day, my man is putting out a picture of him and his girl, like, oh, something forever, blah. I'm like, bro. Wrong timing, bro. Wrong timing. Again, you know, I put it down to the PR team. Uh, yeah, it's it's all a hot mess, is what it is. Yeah. All the stupid yeah. posts you see on. So if I see another winning team and it's six of them doing a prison photo or uh, wearing their fucking training gear, somebody better go win something. I mean, you bro, lost twelve it, games. You it annoys me. It annoys me when he comes out and apologizes. I'm like, don't apologize. Just do better. Yeah, yeah, I can see if you. There's never any time, you know. You you apologize to the supporters by putting in performance. Exactly, like you Post know, after, we, you we know. know you're not going out there and not trying your best. Like you know, if you fail, it's fine to fail. It's how you pick yourself back up again. So go train, but and let let do 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 your talking on the field. Don't there don't you go, hundred percent. You know, you know, a lot of people. People say people always probably gonna think, oh, why does he write for Martial so much? But you see, one of my favorite quotes from a movie, Scarface, when he said, "The world needs people like him, the bad guy." See, people like Rashford, they need people like Martial, bro, the guy to take the heat off him, and the guy to make his job easier on the pitch, and the guy when they're both having a stinker. He's going to slip him in and let him get the glory after a stinking performance and then take all the blame yeah. from the top reds, how much of a bad performance. They need people like that. That's that's what the squad is missing. There's point no your fucking finger at me and say, there's the bad To make guy. the team mm. better right now. Literally, mm. no one is, is sacrificing. Very, it's very unfortunate that that falls on Martial because Martial is a nice guy. And some of the things I read about him, it's ridiculous, bro. Oh, Just yeah. because he doesn't smile on the pitch, these guys think he's miserable. Man, that's such, bro, it's, it's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so and, and the thing is, but the thing is, what, 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 what I don't understand is what, the way I was growing up too is like, if I see a player smiling too much, it's like, bro, are you even taking this serious? So, like, why is with him? When Pogba is smiling, oh, why he, he he plays too much? He smiles too much. He's too happy. But Martial's people, society, they don't know what they want, bro. It's, yeah, it's they, crazy. They, they, and there's double standards want, as well. The, you know, the bar always ridiculous. changes from person to person. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Racism and especially now as well, well, like you see on social media, say, say a player or a team has a bad performance, yeah? Mm. And then, you know, they're out that evening with their other half for a meal. Somebody takes a photo and uploads it onto Twitter or whatever. And then there's a whole bunch of people going, oh, how dare you celebrate and smile uh, after a performance like that? And it's like, dude, they're just out having food. Like, what do you want them to do? Like, yeah. say no to the photo? I don't know what everybody here does for a living, but if I have a bad day and my wife decides we, we should go out for supper that night and have a good time yeah. and have a laugh, yeah, that's like, exactly what they do. Like you got Exactly, no, bro. And they yeah. can't even do that in peace because of who they are because they get bombarded wherever they go. Sure. Um, yeah. You know? And they don't make the shit money for a living, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, people criticize in all sorts of ways. 
Yeah, true. Gino, uh, let me get your last on uh, input with Rashford. I know Bush and Lee said their answers. Would you move him on? I know, you know, we got to watch out because I know you love, your wife loves Rashford, but we'll, we'll, do you recommend, like, just like Marcel, how you said Marcel needs a fresh start at a new club. Is that the same goal for Rashford, Gino? Yeah, but I already said it on KG stream. I told you, man, he needs a loan. He, I don't, I want to sell him. I want to sell him because the club, the you know, the, the club, they, they're not going to with the numbers. But just to get him out there, if the club would sell him, I, I would. But mm. he definitely needs a loan because there there is a play. Yeah, his decision-making is, 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 is very worrying. But when Rashford is on, on, he's on. He's on when he's taking on people with that speed on the left. And just going by people and you know what I'm saying, cutting inside. When he is sharp, he is very sharp. So he just needs some some tools. Get him out there alone to sharpen up Gino, his knife again. Gino, if we find a similar deal to what to what happened with Martial, where if we can find a club that are willing to take on the majority of the wages and pay a small fee, do you think that's what should happen for next season? Yes, yes. Yes, yeah. a club. Yeah, a club in the same stature like Sevilla, so, which you know people think Sevilla is a small club. They're not, not because no. they're not Barcelona, Real Madrid, but they win trophies. They're Trust fairly me. consistently Check their in trophy the top category. four there. Yeah, they they win like, trophies the only way, because of those wages as well. You know, I do think it's a small pool of clubs. But what would you say to say maybe a PSG who look like they're going to lose uh, Mbappe in the summer? Yes. Yes, because that would one, make a lot of sense for me. That would make a, a whole lot of sense because that would give him a boost of confidence because then that's a farmer's league, so he would tear them up over there. <laughs> so that would boost his confidence. Um, but, he would be talented well, in, the, in the sword, right? If you go to a farmer's league and you fail. <laughs> yeah, he's done. He's you know, done. If he could <laughs> end up somewhere where he can play at 100 miles an hour and – take that ball and carry it into defenders and turn them around and get around them or cut in the way he used to instantly, he's going to come back to form. And that would be yeah. why I would be hesitant to loan him out. But do we want to mm. end up in another Jesse Lingard situation? Like for me, I don't mind keeping him, but I think he can only be a squad player really. No, same. Yeah. And, like, and that's the thing. As a squad player, but and, I don't that, and, and that's the thing. And that's why I want him to go. Right. Rush because yeah. the club is not going to allow him to be a squad player. They can yeah, they exactly. have to make up the not This is the thing. The, not the, paying the him for eleven money. Yeah, yeah this, that, this is that. this is the other problem as well. You know, how do you shift a guy who's on two hundred and seventy-five grand a week? Oh yeah, ridiculous man, it's ridiculous. But ridiculous. Yeah, uh, so many decisions that the club has to do in the summer. Uh, Brush, let me ask you this now. We're gonna move on to the next topic. Knowing what happened at Walford and then the Champions League games and Leeds and all those games that remain in place, do you think Manchester United uh, the top four race is over? Do you think it's you don't think it's gonna happen? Do you think it's probably Bro, best Manchester it's, United? Um, listen, up, up until last week, I said confidently that we're gonna stumble to fourth. Um, looking at the table, I didn't think anyone really wanted that fourth spot. Like I saw us dropping points, I saw Arsenal and West Ham dropping points as well. And I still think they're all going to drop points. But if we can't 
put teams like Watford away, then there's no hope really. They haven't put anybody away in weeks. We haven't put anyone away. Leeds, and that's the issue. I've been looking at that table, not to step on your toes there, Brush, but I was looking yeah. at that table, and at one point we were four points back from Chelsea. Yeah. It isn't top yeah. four we were fighting for. It was top three. A lot of yeah. these teams are tripping over their own dicks here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tottenham, like, I don't have the... Uh, I don't. Bro, have they the... were all there for the taking. And even now, if you look at Arsenal, like, you know, who have they got? They're working with Enketia and Lacazette up front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that Lacazette thing is... Apparently, like, they were hoping that that ship had sailed and someone could yeah. take over for him or they could move him. Beginning of the season. Yeah. So... Yeah, like, we've got nobody to blame but ourselves. But yeah, now now it is looking difficult. It is looking difficult. Um, what percentage I, will you give it at right now? Based on oof. right now, I, I don't know, bro. Because now at the moment we're, we're all down, right? We're all looking at that table coming off the back of that performance as well. We're thinking, ah, it's it, all hope is lost. Um, you know, until it's mathematically impossible to do so, I'm always going to believe that we we can get fourth. Yeah. Um, and also one or two of those games that Chelsea, uh, Arsenal have in hand as well. Uh, the two two of the games Arsenal have in hand are against Chelsea and Liverpool. Correct. Um, yeah. So, Tottenham you know, that's is, very difficult. Tottenham has 42, and I believe they have three games yeah. again. Arsenal at 45. West and at with 45. Tottenham Arsenal, you know, it's a derby game. So, what yeah, they still have to play each other. That one. Yeah. How about you, then, Lee? <sighs> I'm never going to give up on that top. And top four is not a goal for me, but uh, weekly as I watch, I like to, uh, I've set my sights on possibly like hopefully chasing down Chelsea. Like let's say I'm in the exact same boat. I'm in the exact same boat, but yeah, that Watford result. Yeah. It it took the wind out of my sails a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Yeah. Because there were some cup games and, and whatnot that went on that, you know, you don't, and if you look in at the, the results in the league, there yeah. was that stat that I think it was Ferdinand brought it up and then everybody, you know, what was it uh, since, um, excuse me, Ragnick's come up. He has the most points beside uh, for any team in the premiership besides uh, Man City. Um, so, like, the way things are going, I, I watch Wolves and uh, uh, West Ham today. And uh, it was a pretty competitive game. And both those teams are also chasing down, like, top four. I mean, uh, Wolves are at uh, 40. But who knows? Um, we have a, a pretty rough fixture list the next five games. Yeah. Yeah, like, bro. Our march is, is looking It's fucking crazy. dreadful, bro. Excuse the language, yeah. but it's dreadful, no, no. man. City next. And then Tottenham, Liverpool. We've got Athletic in between. Chino, what do you think of that top four? Do you even then as well? Let me get your answer. Yes, if Manchester United don't get to the Champions League, what do you think? Huh? No, you said, yeah, what's your chances of top four? Do you believe Manchester United will get top four? I mean, it's there. If they want it, they could take it, but it don't seem like they want it. So, yeah. Honestly, hot man. I just want a trophy, bro. What is this top four thing, bro? <laughs> I'm starving, bro. Like, Listen, I need a trophy, bro. My, my aims aren't even that big. I'm just looking for a solid 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to feel what I felt at the end of that Leeds game where we finally put it on somebody. 
we had some rough moments. I don't want to watch these games anymore and be like, okay, like, let's, yeah. you know, they didn't score early. They've changed their, the way their approach is to the game and they're kind of getting beat up in the early, at the beginning, and then they bring it on mm-hmm. in the second half. I just don't want to be like, I don't want to watch my team play another team who has some for shit midfielder that has the game of his life becomes the buzz we player. We seem to do week. that a lot, don't we? Lee? Oh, oh yeah. every, every team we play, bro, we make one of the opposition players look world-class. Yeah, absolutely. And it's some <laughs> like, you know, it's some middle mid range sort of fella. Bro, like fine. when we played Newcastle and Joe Linton looked amazing in midfield. Norwich. If you listen to, to, to Newcastle supporters, they fucking hate him most of the time. <laughs> I mean, guys, remember you know, like John Joe Shelby? They can't stand him. And then <laughs> when they start, they they pull up a shrub, not a tree, and it becomes uh, the a Norwich thing. game was so frustrating. Yeah, no, we made Norwich look good, bro. Every team we play against, yeah. like the final, you know. Yeah, and and you know what? All of these teams, could you imagine? They're supporters. Oh, Man United are coming to town. They aren't shit now. This is our opportunity to they they make their bones on those sorts of things. Players are building uh, resumes to go yeah. on to bigger clubs or get signed somewhere else when they're at these so-called lower, smaller clubs. The eyes of the world are on them a little closer when they play the cities. And the- this is the thing as well. When you lose that fear factor, people oh, come yeah. you know with, with an attitude like, yeah, they can win. They they'll can come get something to, else. They'll come to OT with no fear in their hearts at all. Yep. And that's what's happened. That's what's happened over the years. I remember in the olden days, you know, teams are already lost mentally as we're walking out. Yeah. You know, I used to, uh, being Canadian, the games were on like seven, eight o'clock in the morning. I would, when I was uh, in my 20s, I'd I'd be out pissing it up the night before. So I'd set my VCR (laughs) to record the match. And I would always wake up and be like, yeah, I know they won 4-1 or they beat somebody 3-0. Well, you could never... Never do that now and think, okay, well, yeah, they have Watford, so I would imagine it's going to be a three nothing. They're probably it's going to be a bit of a walk. I don't. We haven't had that since Newcastle this year or Leeds this year early in the season. Even yeah, the first two games and even the first two, when we really break it down, I mean Leeds, like you said, we always slap them up, especially under Bielsa. It's uh, nice, isn't it? Man played crazy football. <laughs> Uh, and for the Newcastle one, uh, again, we had the Ronaldo factor, his re- him mm-hmm. returning. And if you saw the game as a whole, the whole 90 minutes, there was large parts of that game where, you know, Newcastle had a lot of the ball and looked good. Uh, the scoreline wasn't reflective of the actual game. Mm, yeah, I agree, man. I agree. So, but let, yeah, let, these let, are the worrying things. Yeah, no, it, it is worrying, bro. I think goes on to the next beautiful topic and Tina wanted to touch up on this. Uh, if we only had the Champions League to play for and luck of the draw, we'll always have a chance with Manchester United, but we all fans believe deep down inside is just, we there's no chance of us winning. It's going to be very difficult for us to even go far, but who knows? Right now, I think it's about to be five years, correct guys? Like that we're not winning a trophy, you know, we haven't won a trophy since yeah, 2017. Yeah, not, nothing since uh, since the Europa League in 2017. Yeah. I want to wow. say, what do you think went wrong into that? And as hopeful as we want to be, right? We don't want to be Debbie Downers in this podcast. What do you guys think Manchester United will turn this around, especially in the summer? Bros, what do you think of that, man? Mention about the trophies, bro. Every, 
everything with this club is all down to hope for me at the moment. You know, I'm just hoping to see something different. I'm hoping to see that they've learned from their mistakes and that they're addressing core issues. That's what I'm looking for. So long before we even get into trophy talk, I just need this club to fix the structure mm. and learn from the mistakes of the past decade mm. or more. Yeah. What do you think? That's, a very, good, that's a very good point, Brush. Um, there's a pride in the badge. Um, I would like to have that feeling again. Yeah. Don't th- there's, there's no respect from other teams in the league. I know that they're snickering at, at us. Um, I mean, there's a lot of uh, things. uh, They've clearly fixed part of the structure. Um, It's, I don't want to watch him be so frustrated anymore. And what Brush said was, I just like to see a solid 90 minutes. I'm taking it game by game here, the top four, whatever. I mean, Champions Mm -hmm. League, you got to take that game by game. It's Europe. If you get a tie, you get in, you get out, you get what you got to you do what you have to do uh i mean if you look at the the what's gone on with this team is no disrespect to ronaldo we signed an aging superstar who left us in 2009 and when he was coming back we were happy that that was going to be a very big deal and everything was going to be rosy because he's coming uh we shit canned our our manager that was a big hero for our team um we got a new manager who was supposed to change things as far as our structure. That's what we need. Now the work needs to be done by the players. They're going to have to bring in some, some players in the, it, it, it really matters now more than anything else that they make those changes and get those players and plug them in those places. Or we're just going to be down the table. If this continues for five years, where do you think we're going to be? Sure. And this, like this, they, is, this is what it comes down to. Season, it's, it's all about the planning, bro. All about Absolutely. the planning. And this yeah. is why I say I'm not looking at trophies right now. I don't mind a process that takes a while, but if I can see that the right things are happening, you know, so I just need a process that I can trust in. If they continue to do the same things, expecting something to change with the same it's players, insanity, bro. I, I, I don't know, but. Uh, the three of you or anybody that's going to listen to this. Uh, but if I got to go through another season like this personally with most of the same pieces in place and they're not bringing up the young lads from the under 23s and from the reserves, I'm not going to be too happy. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to be, I'm not going to be stalling players out and stalling the club out the way I do. True. And, you know, uh, just I now, Basically, when someone at work chides me or one of my buddies that I that watches football chides me, I'm like, I know there's shit. Whereas my response in the past would be like, well, who do you support? They're fucking garbage. They haven't won a title <laughs> since then. They haven't done this. They haven't done that. You know, mm-hmm. now we got like we can't even beat teams that are in a relegation battle. We yeah. have one player who's like a convicted or uh, he's been arrested and he's gone. So people can look down their nose at us about all of those things. There's a, a lot. Mess. Of, yes. The, the, t- the team is a complete mess. Um, and that's not something that's not the United way, as they say, you know, I, I don't want the luster or the, 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 um, the sort of uh, struggling for the word. There used to be the a table. 
yeah, like there used to be a there used to be a, an aura around this club, mm-hmm. and it's and now we're just starting you know, to, to lose we're just its mixing with, Yeah, we're just mixing with the rest of them now just into sure into mid table mediocrity, you could say. And another thing is supporters who stick with this team and stick with and stick with supporting it through this. They're gonna eventually it will change. But every, every franchise, every club goes through some dark times. And I think for all the success we've have had in the past, hmm. sometimes things have to go this way. Yeah. We just hope that it's not too much of an extended period. Yeah. They haven't won the Prem since uh, 13, right? Yeah. yeah. To me, that's the one that matters most to me, for some yeah. reason, the league. You know? yeah. yeah, because you know what it is, Lee? Because the, the league really is... Uh, you know the real measuring stick of how good a team is because Absolutely. in cup in cup competitions you know it is the luck of the draw there's a lot of variables and you can get there you don't have to be the best team right you can yeah. sneak through on you know yeah you, you can, can get sneak. hot at the right time you could get the exactly. right draw. you know players could yeah yeah there could Liverpool be a decision that goes land, away you know in in 38 games there is nowhere to hide that table no. at the end of the season does not lie yeah you're going down you're going to mm. play in Europe. You're going to be mid-tier. And also right now, like Man City and Liverpool, the levels are so high that they've set. Yeah. You know, that is the, the benchmark to follow. And when you look at how to compete with that and how to, uh, to to try and get to that level, that's where the planning comes into play. Like, yeah. It know, pains I'll me be to say it, but I and, see Liverpool is becoming even stronger than they were. Yes, they are. The wheels are managed. The wheels are turning right now. It's a good thing for Man City. It's it's a good thing Man City has the gap in points that they have. Yeah, because if you look at the the surge that that Liverpool is going through right now is like perfect timing for that Champions League. Yeah, I agree, guys. I agree. Chino, let me get let me get your input on this now, man. Uh, Trophy drought. That's not. There's no near Manchester United standard. What do you think the club needs to do differently, bro? Get the facts. What's, what's, what's Manchester United standard? Yeah. No, I agree. What's, what's, what's the standard? Lately? What's the standard? But lately, the past, the past ten years, what's the standard been? Really, it, getting this, top four. Yeah. So this is the standard right now, fighting for top four. Absolutely, I think I, I don't. Think if Atletico, if Atletico come to Old Trafford, slap us up, they're gonna say, "Oh well," and, you know. They don't really care, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's what it is. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the trophy draw definitely hurt me a lot because I want a trophy. I see fans laughing at Liverpool talking about, "Oh, um." I, I wouldn't be celebrating a, a trophy name after a drink. I don't know what because I don't live in the UK, so I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't know what the league, the league Cup gets sponsored by different brands every couple of okay. years. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, so at the United... moment, Carabao is, uh, I believe, it's an energy drink company. Mm. Well, that doesn't give <laughs> United fans. Why is United fans mocking Liverpool fans for celebrating it when? Um, the last time they've won five trophies since the last time we have won one. Um, also, you was the same one celebrating Ali having a freaking away record with um, not losing 
what the fuck did he win for it? What did he what what does he have to show for it? There's no trophies. You are the same one celebrating, oh, Ali went on 15 game unbeaten, blah, 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 like celebrating all these stuff. And there's no trophy to, to show for it, but a club won a trophy and you you you're um mocking their fans, making like this that's the standard of United now. It's just mm -hmm. a bunch of trolls as fans, and then as owners and board members, just a bunch of bankers that they don't know nothing about football. Like the there's no standards in the club right now. So yeah, I look like I'm gonna have to accept the trophy drought and probably just make my own trophy. Oh, <laughs> a funny story. One of my my best buddies. Now we talk every day. Um. He's a Man City fan. Um, probably going to be my business partner soon if things go the way it should be. But mm. um, I posted a Snapchat, I think, three, four years ago. I think I think definitely Marino was the, um, the manager. And uh, I, won, I won the Premier League on FIFA. And I was like, this is all I want. And he he messaged me. He said, "It's the only place you will ever win the Premier League with Man United." <laughs> yeah. Oh, to this day, I have that message safe because I want when we actually win. If we do win it, I could, I could, you know, turn turn him into a meme. But it looks like I'm the one who's gonna be sitting with that for the next probably 10, 20 years. Without getting in a post that, but yeah, that's what he said to me. He's not wrong. Yeah, that's, that's the only place we won a trophy in the last five, six years. So, yeah, I, I think what hurts the most as well is that we have everything we need in order to succeed, bro. We have the infrastructure, we have the finances. And as far as that's the big club, so yes. poorly run. Yep, and it's never been more evident. As it's been over and over and over. And the thing is, if we had just got rid of Ali, all of them semifinals when, you know, when Bruno was fresh and some of the players was playing to, you know, a high standard. Yeah. And the, 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 um, it wasn't so much drama within the squad. It wasn't a bad girls club. Cause right now, trust me, there's some bad girls club going on in that club. Yeah. That's you why no one it. can focus. You could yeah. see it spill onto the field in the game against yep. Newcastle. Yeah, that's why no one you is focusing. No, no one knows what's going on because they, they all this fight that they have going on internally. It's a bunch of, you know, um, yeah. someone was say, doing a watch along and said we look like a bunch of, um, what is it? Strangers playing against each other. Oh, uh, playing Atletico, each other. bro. First half, we look like strangers. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I said that. Like never yeah. Met each other. yeah, I think it was Brush who said that. Yeah, and that's about leadership. Um, that's about someone leading so, this team and telling them, "Look, pull your pull your socks up." That's 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 Be the thing that we don't have. That's, and that's another thing, thing I noticed as well against Atletico. You know, when you've got Lindelof starting right back, that's that's you know that's a subtle message from Ralph, letting you know that he's not happy with the right back options. 
Mm-hmm. Bro, our fullbacks, I'm not I, – look, I can't lie. Both of the fullbacks – I always call for Luke Shaw and Aaron Wambasaka to get dropped. But even then, who we, who's actually covering for them, I'm not impressed either, bro. Because yeah. they're not a Robertson. They're not a Trent Alexander-Arnold. They're not a Cancelo. They're not a Kyle Walker. Bro, they all need upgrading. They need upgrading. Yes, all they need. Need. But who are they and where are they? Yeah, this is the Those thing. Those names that, that you just them. mentioned, Chris, are, are great names. But those players are who they are. You won't find another Reese James, another yeah. Trent Alexander. I tell you what, I like the look They're of. Not all uh, out there. I really like the look of Tariq Lamptey at Brighton. Mm-hmm. Mm. But you have to poach was, those players. He was running rings around us. <laughs> I saw the news that we're looking at Southampton right back. Oh, Liveramento. Mm-hmm. I hear that Chelsea have a. First, first option to buy him back though. Oh, he's their youth product. So uh, if but they, they accept a bid from anybody else, then Chelsea can match it. Yeah, yeah. but they probably won't though, because Reese James. Mm. And what? What? Um, did they? They sold Emerson, right? Or he's on loan. Emerson. Is he a right back or a left back? Which Emerson? Yeah, which I'm Emerson? thinking of Emerson Royale, and that dude is trash. <laughs> yeah, that dude is trash, bro. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> nah, I think no, Southampton no, no. have um, Kyle Walker. Oh, oh, you're talking about Brazilian Emerson? Yeah, the left left wing back. Yeah. Uh, oh, the oh. one at Chelsea. Yeah, he's on he's loan. On I don't think yeah. he's going to come back. No. Okay. He's, yeah, he's one on of those Leon. players on loan on one of those loans that like I'm on loan forever. Yeah. Until yeah, I get a contract somewhere else. Well, they were trying to call him back, and Leon said, "Oh, they no. tried to, but then, yeah, yeah." Uh, ah, yeah, I do remember something like that. I just, yeah, because they knew that Alonso was not the answer. <laughs> oh man, yeah, a whole leap of players need to get rid of guys, and yeah, it's, it's a good point. Well, um, good stuff, guys. Uh, we pretty much cover all the topics today for this show. Uh, any sideboards you guys have to the end? I know, Lee, you want to say something? Go on, bro. Oh, uh, as a, a, a jungle drum and bass fan from uh, 20-something years ago and all that, I just uh, – the drum and bass scene lost one of their greatest MCs ever, uh, MC Skibbity. Uh, untimely death. Uh, he'll be missed. And uh, for all my drum and bass junglists out there, Skibbity, Skibbadanger, Rearranger, R.I.P. That's pretty sad business. Also, uh, you know, what's going on in the Ukraine is pretty horrible, for lack of a better term, for anybody involved. It's a bunch of young men being put in positions to do things for people with a lot of money. Again, that isn't right. And a bunch of families running for their lives. So hopefully that gets uh, sorted somehow. And, uh, you know, my, my heart goes out to anybody affected. Yeah, amen, amen. Absolutely, bro. And on both sides as well, my Absolutely. Yeah. There's, a lot, just of, young there's a lot of innocent Russians as well that don't want. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, so yeah, on all fronts, just. That's yeah, right. You're right. We're man. just sending out positive energy to anyone affected. War, war is not peace, man. We're pushing peace. That's yeah. right. We're not pushing war. We're pushing peace. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, prior goes out to Ukraine, and you know, there's people in Russia suffering too because they have family in Ukraine. That's their that's their brother, you know, their neighbors, you know, their brothers. And you know what 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 he's doing is it's not humane. It's not humane at all. 
It's I David just could not versus, imagine. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it's, it's David versus Goliath. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. We just have to pray that these sanctions take toll on them and then they could just get out of these people country. Apparently, the, people uh, the Ukrainian people are, are holding the line, though. That's a hard task. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. How horrible. I just... Yeah, you know we're very lucky. Yeah, you know to be this, uh, in the position. Absolutely, where, bro. It's uh, it's you know none of us have a, a choice in this. Like you know, it's a lottery who you're born, where you're born at. Yep. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I agree, guys. I yeah, like this, it just puts everything into perspective, really. No, amen, amen to that. And like a uh, good good point out, guys, that you guys mentioned. And like I said, pray for everybody in the Ukraine. Pray for everybody in general. And like I said. Hope everything gets better. And big up to all you three for coming in the show. I'm pretty sure we covered the good topics. And thanks again. And for the community as well, uh, hope you guys like this show. And if you have any more input, you know, just shout it out there. I'll be on Twitter. I'll be on Facebook, Fergie Timers as well. So go follow up the group. And, yeah, we'll go from there, guys. So hopefully we, we get better and always and upwards. So, all right, this concludes the show. Thank you. All right.